Welcome to the Italian Wine Podcast. This episode has been brought to you by the Wine to Wine Business Forum 2022. This year will mark the ninth edition of the forum to be held on November 7th and 8th of 2022 in Verona, Italy. This year will be an exclusively in-person edition. The main theme of the event will be all-round wine communication and tickets are on sale now. The second early bird discount will be available until September 18th. For more information, please visit us at winetowine.net. Welcome to Wine, Food and Travel with me, Mark Millen, on Italian Wine Podcast. Listen in as we journey to some of Italy's most beautiful places in the company of those who know them best, the families who grow grapes and make fabulous wines. Through their stories, we will learn not just about their wines, but also about their ways of life, the local and regional foods and specialities that pair naturally with their wines, and the most beautiful places to visit. We have a wonderful journey of discovery ahead of us, and I hope you will join me. Welcome to Wine, Food and Travel with me, Mark Millen, on Italian Wine Podcast. Today I'm staying in England, heading from my home in Devon to meet my guest, Giuseppe Polifrone, who has created an Italian oasis in East London through his business symposium, which is a a shop uh, and a restaurant specializing in Italian food and wine. Buongiorno, Giuseppe. How are you today? Buongiorno. I'm very well. Thank you. Good. Thanks for inviting me. Yeah, yeah. You, you mentioned that it's a bit rainy in London today. It's the same down here. It is. It's, uh, it's gray and rainy, but it's still warm. Yeah, and hopefully maybe getting better for the weekend. Now, Giuseppe, I know that you came to food and wine from a very different career. Tell us a little bit about your background. I was born in Piemont, so when um, I was growing up, I had a lot of wines then in, in the house. My my dad was um, a doctor pediatrician, so we had a lot of um, uh, Alto Piemonte wines, Nebbiolo-based, but slightly different from the Altalanga, so more Gattinara, more um, Lissona and others, you know, but very, very Nebbiolo. Then when I was eight, we moved down south to Colombia because my dad was from there. And then I just, you know, we had in the house completely different wines, you know, Gagliotto, Nero Davola, Nero Mascalese, it's slightly different. And, but, you know, my, my grandparents used to have, um, um, oil mill and, um, oil trees. And, uh, my, my grandfather used to. Where, where in Calabria? Calabria on the, on the, in the, it's a small town in, yeah, Locri. So where, you know, it's, um, where quite a few actually of them, of them, the local grapes come from. So essentially, for example, you have one of the oldest grapes, if not the oldest in, in Italy, and the smallest DOC in Italy, which is uh, Greco di Bianco di Bianco. Greco Bianco di Bianco, which is just, you know. Oh, yes. Yeah. A wonderful dessert wine. Yeah, beautiful dessert wine, which is, I do import as well, so I probably don't, you know. <laughs> one of the few importers imported this wine, but very, very, very small production. And um, so I grew up in, um, in this environment, and um, so I I really got interested in wine, especially actually also because my, my grandfather used to make wines. So it was very volatile <laughs> and I really didn't like it. So I was looking for new different wines. 
those real vini genuini than those homemade wines. Yeah, exactly. You know, that's homemade. Oh, you know, you have to drink this piece homemade. It's not good. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, I've drunk a lot of those wines. Yeah, exactly. So, you know, really a lot of alcohol, you know, very, you know, very quite volatile, you know, not too much body. You know, we'd be quite unbalanced, you know. I do remember that. And um, and a lot of times they, they start, they they making, you know, they they started make, becoming vinegar. So that's, that's, that was the other problem. Yeah, that's the other problem. Mm-hmm. Sure. Yeah. And um, yeah, but apart from that, you know, that's, um, yeah, that, that was, that was it. So, so two different, very distinct uh, worlds. Oh, completely. Northern Italy, Alto Piemonte, where you're in the shadow of the Alps, really, the Alps above you, and these wonderful northern Piedmont wines uh, from Nebbiolo, from um, Spana, as it's called up there, and then moving down as a child to this completely different world where your family roots were in, in the far south of Italy. So that's a fascinating story, the two completely different aspects of Italy. But after that, then, you, you had a very, very different career professionally. Tell us a little bit about this. Yes, I moved to Rome to, start, to study physics. And um, I graduated and they did my PhD in Rome. Uh, but because I still have a, a lot of interest in, um, in, in wine, especially, and in food, because my, my dad was kind of uh, a foodie. So he, he, he used to take us to all these fantastic restaurants since I was a kid. So we have, you know, and I, like, I really like food. And it's because of my father, essentially. And also, you know, with the wine. Now, you know, this, Bear in mind that actually in Italy, is, each wine has got its food, and this food, it, it, the food has got its wine. So it's, they go in, in pairs. <laughs> so Italy, in, in, yeah, in Italy, wine is for food. You know, you don't actually, you know, you drink a glass, but you actually drink and eat. Absolutely. You never really just drink without something to eat. No. And that should be the right pairing. You know, those people are very. Very, very peculiar about that. Yeah. And also, you know, and I, when I was doing my PhD, so I was, uh, then there was these courses just beside the, the, the institute, you know, the place where I used to do my, my studies. And I, I, I joined them. I love them. I, you know, I started, I used to go out with my bag and my box of, uh, six glasses for testing. <laughs> Every, you know, a couple of week, days a week, you know, for the course. I did a three years course. It's uh, really loved it. You know, and, um, so that's why then I started, you know, um, meeting producers, winemakers, you know, wine, you know, wine specialists and teachers, writers. So it's, uh, it's you know, I got into, and it never left me. So I went to CERN. Well, that's really interesting. Yeah. So you were a nuclear physicist with an incredible love. Of- no, no, was uh, no, not theoretical physics. Theoretical physics. Uh, you know, more, yeah, more a cosmologist start part. You know, uh, okay. You know, uh, black holes and so on. That's what I used to go to CERN, and then we, yeah, we did the cut. Uh, I worked there for a couple of years. So you were at CERN in Geneva, um, exploring the nature of the universe. And at the same That's time, correct. never losing your love of Italian food and wine. Now, th- this is a nice story because, it, you know, uh, certainly is a huge organization. There are lots of people there. 
But again, because he's at the border with Switzerland and France, the wine they were drinking there, it was very, you know, French-leaning. Uh, so There's a lot of French wine there. And, you know, and there were this conversation that, you know, French wine was better than Italian wine. And, you know, I disagree. And so we started bringing the Italian wine, for, you know, for friends and colleagues. To Geneva. Yeah. To Geneva, yeah. yeah. You know, to Geneva. That's where I started, you know, getting to uh, contact um, get in touch with producers and winemakers, you know, for, for commercial reasons. And was that primarily wines from the areas you knew best, Alto Piemonte and Calabria? No, it was also from, you know, from Tuscany, it was also from Umbria, from Lazio as well, because, you know, that's why, you know, and uh, yes, but a lot from Piemonte is easy because it was very, very close. <laughs> you know, that's it's, it's just, you know, sometimes we just used to go there and uh, place the order and come back. Sure, yeah. Uh, that's, uh, so really, really easy to get the wine at the time. That's a fascinating story. And, and then how did that translate into your life now in London? I moved to London in 98, and I started working at um, university as a physicist, 98, you know, and again, same, same theoretical physics. And, um, and then, um, you know, I moved to, I yeah, still, still get in touch and bring you wine, but mostly for, for friends, because again, we used to get a, a palette for, and the share among friends. I mean, it's still before Brexit, it was very, very easy to get a wine. So a week to get a wine. And, um, and then, uh, it's, um, and then I went to banking. <laughs> I moved, I moved career once again. Into banking, yeah, into finance, yes. Okay. And as uh, so I moved, uh, I moved the careers again, and then I still keeping the, and then one also, you know, getting the wine for the colleagues and and so. But then I say, okay, but if I get all the wine for everyone, why should I? I should probably should open a, a place. <laughs> I've been thinking of for days along. I also want to do that, and especially in the East End, when I when I leave and when I always leave since I came here, there was not. A lot of places where you can find Italian wines or the wines I liked um, and the quality of wines I liked. And uh, and they opened um, a fast uh, wine shop in the market in Roma Road. So it was really a way to um, to keep in touch with the wines you like drinking yourselves. And then you thought, well, why not begin selling? It's interesting. You're actually on the Roman Road in Mile End. The Roman Road is... The actual Roman road of when London was a Londinium, the Roman city, and this was the road to the sea, wasn't it? Yeah, it was the road to Colchester. To Colchester. Yeah, interesting. Fascinating. Another Roman city. Yeah. And uh, that's why I called them, I called the first shop uh, Vinarius. This means Vintness in Latin. <laughs> to keep it, you know, to keep into, you know, in, to keep in line with, you know, with the Roman, you know, background and then uh, and then i you know i moved on and i opened um, i decided i didn't want to open just a, a wine shop but i wanted something somewhere where you know again it was a slice of italy oasis because you call it you know of italian food and wine where you can find the, you know good products but very italian what we eat in italy and reproduce uh, authentic italian food 
you know, did you eat in the families on, on in any, you know, restaurant in Italy? Yeah, so somewhere really authentic and genuine, the sort of the sort of foods that you would eat yourself in your home then. That's correct. And then I opened Symposium in 2017. So Symposium again, the original name is not, you know, is um, drinking pot. That's what the meaning of Symposium is. Italian Wine Podcast, brought to you by Mama Jumbo Shrimp. I know it's, uh, people think it's uh, just, you know, it's um, a conference, but it's uh, in the old style. Because also I come from the Greek, you know, ancient Greek colonies of Italy. So I come from the the Ionian, you know, side of uh, Italy. So the southeast where all the colonies of Greece were, you know, in the old, in the old times. So I want to keep this, I want to show my roots. Yes. Even my surname is, uh, you know, comes from from Greek, you know. So it's uh, there's a lot, lot there's a personal story there. Of course, yes. Uh, this was at the time when all of southern Italy and, and certainly along that Ionian coast was part of Magna Graecia. Uh, the Greeks had colonized southern Italy and had some. Uh, they've left remain fabulous remains of civilization, and the symposium being that that gathering of people to drink in an intelligent way, I guess, to 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 drink wine certainly, but to talk about philosophy and the meaning of life and and uh, love and all sorts of other subjects. So it's a wonderful name for a business specializing in conviviality. Yeah. Because you know so this you know that's correct. So, so we you know it's love about you know about wine, about life and by food. That's that's why we're trying to, you know to put across to people, you know, we are really passionate about what we do, and uh, you know. And and in East London, have you found that? Uh, I, I mean, I don't think that there are a lot of uh, places doing this in Myelin. Then was it a novelty when you came in? Did you have to develop your clientele, or did people start to find you? I did I develop both? I did develop my clientele, you know, because people were very surprised that a shop like this opened in. Um, on the road. I mean, I also live very locally, you know, because one of one of the major issues here is that when I arrived here, I, I didn't I didn't see a place. I couldn't find a place where I could go and find my, you know, Italian, you know, charcuterie or cheese or wine. So it was really difficult in time. We had to really travel, and uh, and I want something local for the locals and for. I guess you would have to have gone to Soho in those days to the Italian delis there, or yeah, yeah, Soho or. Borough Market, you know, that, that's the places where to go, you know, but, you know, but it was a trek. <laughs> it was something that, you know, you could do every single day. You know, it was probably once a week, you know, and uh, so I want something local. Yeah, you're right. And the people were a bit surprised that, you know, they were open to to try, that's for sure. But, you know, it, it took a bit of convincing, you know, that we were doing the right thing. And, you know, they were selling also, you know, good wines at um, affordable prices, you know, and different wines. Not the wines you can find in the um, supermarkets, but different grapes, different wines, more producers. And it's a completely different um, framework of what um, people used, you know, used to 
used to to buy, you know? Sure. It's not easy to sell wines that people don't know, though, with different great names different from different places. So it means that you've got to really develop your customer base and they come to trust you and know that what you're bringing in is, they may not have heard of it, but it's but it's interesting and good. Yeah, that's correct. And also, you know, because I want to bring the wines I was more connected to, mostly connected to, so from my, you know, from my, you know, where I, I've been brought up, both from Piemont, and the people knew Nebbiolo, but they knew Barolo, Barbaresco, not the other Nebbiolos, because, you know, Nebbiolo is across sure. across all, uh, you know, Piemont, and it's so different, whether you go to, where to go to Alto Piemonte, or where to go to, uh, to Lange, or Barbaresco, or you to move to Malvaltellina. It's, it's so much different with the same grain. Carama, just at the base of the Valle d'Osta, very different expressions. And also, you know, and also I'm, I'm, I really love this, uh, this clone of um, Nebbiolo from Lange, which is the Ravera one, you know, the Nebbiolo Rosé. Mm-hmm. Yeah, <laughs> she's a very, yeah. very, you know, very, very, you know, small production. But I think the perfumes and that, that, that clone scott is yeah, unparalleled yeah you know quite quite extraordinary yeah and um and and then at the same time you are linking the foods of piemonte and calabria through the foods you offer is that right that's correct that's correct we have um we you know we 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 aim to to do regional food you know of course you know we we have our roots so we probably you know in the in the in the summer and the hot you know, climates, we do more uh, southern food or, or coast food, you know, like Riviera food, you know, Liguria sure. or, yeah. you know, southern food. And in the winter, we do more on the on the northern side because it's, it's, it's more, you know, it's healthy, you know. So we do more fish. The brasato. Yeah, the brasato parola we did. We did this fantastic, um, fantastic dish from, which is... Um, you know that's um, one of the uh, Ligurian, you know, uh, Ligurian uh, iconic dish. We have, um, you know, all fish based, which is quite, um, which is quite nice, you know. And um, and you can get good fish in London as well. Yeah, you can go very, very good fish. You can go with fish. You know, they have, uh, we are lucky to be very close to the Billingsgate market, so we we get very, very, very good, very, very good, uh, good fish. That's not uh, that's that's for sure. And, uh, you know, that's, uh, that's what, that's, that's what we'd be lucky. That's, that's, that's the main thing. And, uh, you know, and, uh, it's, um, yeah. And also, and also, you know, we come from, you know, we come from, um, I come from Calabria. So Calabria is a, is a place where aubergines, you know, they are, they are to be eaten almost every single day. So, you know, we do a lot of aubergine based dishes. Right. Wonderful. Calabria and Sicily, caponata and so on, the pasta, you know, parmigiana and so on. You know, for example, as I said, you know, for the, for Easter, we did this famous iconic dish on the, on the, on the Italian Riviera, the Liguria. So the Capo Magro, which is, uh, you know, yeah, it's something that, um, historically is a fantastic dish, but it takes, very very long to make. Can you describe the and dish? It's a, yeah, it's a seafood and the vegetables platter. So essentially, seafood is a base with um, with um, fish can be cod or can be hake, and then uh, there are prawn, there are prawns, uh, and then there are uh, mussels, then there are clams, and then they have all the veggies, uh, so beetroot, celery, carrots. 
and it's a cold dish, but it's a, it's a dish for uh, a feast, for a feast. So essentially, it's made either in, for Christmas or for Easter, because you need a very good, it takes very long to prepare, and it's absolutely fantastic dish. And it's a, it's a, it's, you know. So something really special. Something very special that you cannot find. That I don't think that people in Liguria now they're making home because it's, it takes huge. So you go to a restaurant. It's only restaurants are making it. Too much effort. Yeah, sure. What would be the the ideal wine to match with Capo Magro? I mean, the Capo Magro, I guess it's, uh, you know, something from Liguria would be very, you know, again, it's a Ligurian dish. You know, again, that's, that's the main point. In Italy, so each uh, each um, dish essentially a wine to pair with, and because it's um, it's the old dishes are local, you know, in Italy. So we don't have a, a Italian cuisine. Sure, we have a so very, many regional very, cuisines. Yeah, we have very very regional cuisines, and the, and the cuisines in Italy change so much from region to region, from town to town, sometimes. So I would say a Vermentino would go incredibly well. Yeah, from 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 Liguria, either Colli di Luni or you know, or something, you know, or Riviera di Pimente. But uh, Vermentino will go very well, you know. That's that's that's. Uh, and another one that you know, and then you know, and also if you go down south, I'm very very passionate about um, uh, uh, about Gagliotto, which is the grape of um, the red grape of Calabria, the red. And Nerello Mascalese. And first, you know, I, I, I liked both. I, I, before studying them, I didn't know why I liked both. But then I, I found out that they actually they it's the same cross. They're siblings. Yes, that's right. They're siblings. They're, they're siblings. So they are siblings between Sangiovese and uh, Mantonico Bianco. Mantonico Bianco is, right, yeah. is one of my, you know, local wines. Mantonico Bianco is a, a wine that comes from the Locri area. And the way we, you know, they do a, a dry, you know, Swedish wine in, in, the, in Bianca, you know, that's again with Greco di Bianca. And, uh, and uh, I love them. And the, the, the major development in, uh, in Calabria about winemaking is, is, it took place from in the last 10, 50 years where the young um, winemakers decided to to make much better wines because historically uh, Calabria and also Puglia, but Puglia started before making, you know, changing the way uh, and leading the way is uh, they were selling, um, they're selling wines to the north because they were very high alcohol body that make, you know, more body wine than not. But they, they were, they were only after the yield and not the quality. So no quantity, no quality. So in um, 15 years ago, 10 years ago, um, bunch of young uh, winemakers, especially from the Chiro area, they started the so-called Chiro Revolution. So they decreased the incredible yield and, uh, and they increased the, the greatly the, the quality of the wine. And they make incredibly fine wines. And if you put a Gagliotto in a glass and you put the, the beer on the glass, you wouldn't know what it is. It's the same color. Yes, actually, both light in color, in spite of being big, in spite of being big wines. Very light in color. I mean, you know, Gallopo is a bit light, but the tannins are, are incredible. The tannins are incredible, and the and the aging potential is fantastic. And, you know, and that's uh, so Gallopo. You know, can go very well with even you know some 
it depends, uh, you know, uh, if it's a uh, young Gagliopo, but you can even go with uh, some, you know, uh, soup dish, uh, you know, fish soups. And they have a fantastic, you know, Gagliopo makes a wonderful, I mean, I think I'm probably very partisan here, but a wonderful rosé. You know, it's not it's not for the fan health. Big full you know? body rosé. You need is a food rosé, you know, but full body rosé. You know, very uh, almost coral or copper colored rosé. That's uh, not you know, it's, yeah, it's a wonderful color. And then we'll go we with the uh, high. Pref- I mean, uh, there's a place there's um there's a, a a fish dish that in Calabria is very famous. She's uh, made with stockfish. Stoccole, it's in Italian, it's called stocco, stoccole with potatoes and olives. And, uh, and that is pairs perfectly, as well as pair perfectly with, um, with salmon. That robust flavor of the stoccofiso, um, being matched by this robust rosato. It sounds wonderful. Is that something you do in the restaurant? We, we, we find very hard to find stockfish, but we do it, um, we do it the salted cod. The bacala. Cheese, you know, it's technically bacala. You know, the difference between stockfish and salted and bacala is, is the same. It's the same cod, but one is dried and the other is salted. <laughs> you know, uh, but it's uh, the same. So we we it's almost impossible to find stockfish in in UK. And uh, but um, bacala is uh, we do with bacala. It, it is beautiful. And it's, it's absolutely beautiful. Oh, oh another thing that uh, we have from the lock from not the Locria, but you know, Palizzi is another uh, small town that in the Roman times was called the city of wine in in Roman. Oh my, I didn't know that. Yeah, that's uh, Roman, and actually, it's the Grecanic area. So if you go around that the coast towards from towards Reggio Calabria, where you go, you can see the bronzes. The Riace bronzes that actually is worth visiting. Absolutely beautiful. You can stop in this. Uh, you can stop in in, um, in this little town, and the, all the vineyards all terraced and overlooking the the Ionian Sea. Actually, opposite you see the Etna. Oh yes, yes. And it's a breathtaking, breathtaking uh, uh, view. It's absolutely fantastic. And they they have a lot of Nerello Mascalese and Nero Davola. Or Nero Davolo, or we call Calabrese, Nerello or Calabrese, because essentially Nero Davolo is registered in Italy as Calabrese. So again, it's, it's, it's an open debate whether it's, whether it's a Sicilian or a Calabrian grape. But I don't think it really matters because we are so close. Sure. Yeah. <laughs> you know, and I'm pretty sure, I'm fairly sure that Mascalese is from Etna. But, you know, we have a lot of Mascalese on the coast. So because it's been brought over by the Greek, by the Romans, by everyone who conquered that, you know, the, the South. So, and they have these fantastic wines that, you know, this is a blend, only the Nerello Mascalese, 100% of blend of Nerello Mascalese and Nerodavola, and that goes incredibly well. We have another dish, which is beautiful if you like lamb. By lamb cooked in, uh, with a white sauce, no, no, no tomatoes whatsoever, only with herbs, local herbs, and, uh, and and lamb. It's uh, and the sauce is so thick, it's so perfumed, it's so fantastic. You know, we don't use lamb actually. We use um, use uh, you know young goat. So, but you know, it's um, yeah, it's uh, it's another fantastic dish that is of the tradition. And then if you go towards Chiro, where the Gagliopo is made, where the DOC is from, then you have this uh, 
uh, the fantastic dishes that I discovered recently because it's completely different cuisine, even though it's the same region. And they have, we have these um, octopus, oct- octopus with peppers. And that one goes very well again with, um, because it's quite strong flavor with the peppers. So you can go with a gallopo, or you can go even with a, with a, um, Greco Bianco, but that is, but it's got a bit body, you know, a bit more, but my full Greco Bianco macerator. And then what I really like, this, it, it came to the forefront of, um, winemaking, um, in Calabria as well, is Pecorello, which is a clone. Apparently, DNA says it's a clone of Greco Bianco, but it's got a huge character, you know, and I don't know whether you ever tried Pecorello, but there are a couple of producers that make a wonderful one, wonderful one. Not, it's, not, it's not widely known. No, it's not widely known. I discovered myself like 10 years ago, 10 years ago, so it's not something that, you know, you, you find. And But I used to import, I, I import it as well. So, you know, it comes to us, to find these very, very local grapes, you know, you know, for example, I have from Lazio, I have Bellone, which is another, you know, very local grape, Bellone. You're taking us on a wonderful journey, um, both from your family roots in from my life. Alto Piemonte and from yeah, down to Calabria, your life in Geneva, and now this wonderful place, symposium you've created in London. It's you know, where people can really not just taste things, but experience a passion for for place that is reflected in food and wine, which is what really interests me most about food, wine, and places. So it's been um, it's been great having you as my guest today, Giuseppe. And I hope our listeners uh, in London and those visiting London will find their way out to Myland. What um, underground is the Myland on? What what underground are you? Myland is the closest. My, I'm, we were between Bethel Green and Myland. You know, I, I, that's what I said. Between Bethel Green and by Victoria Park. Yeah. Exactly, south of Victoria Park. That's what I was saying. You know, usually... Usually, you know, having this food and, um, and, and wine pairing, I know people can think that this kind of uh, multiversal madness, you know, but it's what we are about, you know? Yeah, absolutely. We are about, it's, you know, the Italians, we Italians are about, you know, all this. We are not just uh, single, you know, uh, monodimensional. We are, you know, as I say, you know, as I say, it's like we're living in a multiverse, you know, where, you know, where you go from one place to another, you know, and there's, I know you can see like, you know, you can call us, you know, my kids call it multiversal madness, but you know, it's, 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 it's a special uh, experience, as you say. I hope that at least our listeners, you know, are going to appreciate that. I think so. I think so. And I can't wait to visit you myself. So Giuseppe, thank you very much for being my guest today. And I hope things continue well through the summer. Those wonderful summer foods I'm going to be imagining, and I'm going to try to make my way to Symposium the next time I'm in London. So thank you very much, and I hope to see you soon. Thank you, and have a good day. Thanks so much. We hope you enjoyed today's episode brought to you by the Wine to Wine Business Forum 2022. This year will mark the ninth edition of the forum to be held on November 7th and 8th, 2022 in Verona, Italy. Remember, the second early bird discount on tickets will be available until September 18th. For more information, please visit us at winetowine.net.
guys, I'm Joy Livingston and I am the producer of the Italian Wine Podcast. Thank you for listening. We are the only wine podcast that has been doing a daily show since the pandemic began. This is a labor of love and we are committed to bringing you free content every day. Of course, this takes time and effort, not to mention the cost of equipment, production and editing. We would be grateful for your donations, suggestions, requests and ideas. For more information on how to get in touch, go to italianwinepodcast.com.